When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing? We are joined today from quarantine by the one and only Miss Marissa Jade. How are you? I'm good. How is everybody? How are you? I'm okay. What have you been? So you were just saying Marissa Jade two months in quarantine. So you feel like you need, I mean, you look great, but you feel like you need a touch up. I mean, I feel like I, I need a touch up. Yes. For sure. I've definitely been in quarantine for two months at this point. I need a mani, petty, lashes. I need a tanning bed. I wouldn't mind just some sun, but I can't get any of it right now. You look, I mean, you look like you're totally put together to me. So what have you, what have you been doing? So you are, you're in Staten Island now, or am I just making that up? No, I am in Staten Island. Okay. I assume, I mean, I assume that's for, you never know because people are quarantining all over the place. So who are you quarantining with? I'm quarantining with my son and my boyfriend. And is this boyfriend the same? Is this Oz who we saw? In, I don't even know who you're still dating. Are you still dating Oz? Oh, uh, Ozzy. Um, Ozzy. And gone since the show, actually. So we're going to get into all of that. Now, you so you are originally from Staten Island, right? Like you were born and raised? Yes, born and bred in Staten Island. And do you love Staten Island? I do like Staten Island. I mean, sometimes you want to hex it, but there really is no place like home. You're really happy to be there. How's your son doing? My son um, has been amazing throughout this entire process. He really doesn't complain. He entertains himself. He's got a great group of friends that he talks to daily. And honestly, he really makes parenting and this entire situation a breeze. That's good. And like, what have you guys been doing to like pass the time? Because, you know, some people are starting to lose their mind. I mean, I didn't really think we were going to be in this long. Yeah, I know. Um, Honestly, we do anything and everything. We just start our days a little bit later. So we sleep in a little bit more in the morning, but he still has his school regimen. He's you know, got to sign into all his classes, maybe do a little Google Classroom. So he does that um, between the hours of 10 and 2. Um, then he's really all about Fortnite. He has a great um, social, a great social uh, situation going on. So he's not hurting for friends. You That's know, good. Girlfriend. We play sports outside. We definitely work out indoors. Every once in a while, I try to make a TikTok with him because he wants me to do it. 
Um, and that's it. We're really just living our lives. You know, my bills are paid. Money's still being made. I'm redoing my house out of boredom and just can't wait for warm weather so I can tan in my backyard. What are you going to do like when quarantine, like do you have plans for like right after quarantine or? I mean, I would love to say I'm jumping on a plane going somewhere, but I don't know if I trust that yet. So, I know. Yeah. It, it seems I'm going to have to make my home front. Um the place to be, you know, that's kind of how I feel. I mean, well, I have a lot of friends who are like, when it's over, they're not leaving their house. I'm not saying this is going to be me, but they're not leaving their house for like probably a month after that's just their thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't trust it. I love, I want the doors to be open a hundred percent, but I, you know, slowly, um, I, I don't know how I feel about just jumping in, seeing, being around people. But then again, I'm in this gloomy atmosphere right now for a while. And when the sun comes out, you feel a little different. So, you know, Seriously. well, that's what I try to tell people that don't live in New York. It's fucking freezing here right now. Like it's like a May and it's cold. Like what the fuck? I mean, I thought it was just me because every day I'm like, this was not like this last year. But then so cold. To record, this has been the coldest spring we've ever had. So, seriously. So now I know you've been on a lot of different shows, which we're going to get into. So, like, was Mob Wives just remind me? Like, was Mob Wives your first time on TV? No, Mob. I have been in in the industry for a while, modeling, um, cameos uh, with acting. So, I mean. Law and Order since I'm like 14. I used, I started in the industry with um, um, behind the scenes. What is it called? What are those? Um, like extras? Yeah, I started off 14 years old. I literally left beauty school to start to, to try out this world. And at 14, I just started with the acting. I was doing a lot of extra work. I was networking, meeting new people. You know, with that comes other things. And yeah, wound up, you know, doing cameos on um, other reality shows. I tried to make other reality shows and I found the whole acting world to be kind of tedious, especially when you have nobody helping you um, going down the right path. So I started modeling and modeling the pay was just so much better, so much easier to get a gig. And um, I found that, I found that more fun. So I've been modeling for a long time and then the show kind of came, you know, came along and, I wasn't going to not take it because, you know, it was just another step to where I wanted to be. Totally. And I saw you were on Gossip Girl. You were an, you did something with Gossip Girl. That's just yeah, all I saw. Yeah, I did a I lot like, of extra work. So for every big show that was back then, I was probably in it. If it was filmed. So, Elf, Gossip Girl. Wow. Um, I have quite a resume. And modeling just came along and it just kind of took off like really fast for you. Yeah, I really enjoyed modeling. And, you know, like I said, the money was just so much better for less hours. I was like, all about it. Yeah, I mean, it seems, and I mean, you know, it seemed like that took off pretty quickly for you. So now, before you run Mob Wives, because you were on in season six, like, let's go back to the first season, like, when it was kind of being cast, and, you know, like, when the concept was like, was there a buzz 
in Staten Island? Like the show is being made, you know, like, do you remember that? Cause you're from Staten Island. No, I mean, I knew the, sh- the show. I'm not going to lie. I actually never watched Mob Wives. I wasn't really into TV, especially reality TV. I just did my own thing and worked. Um, I mean, even things that I've done, I haven't even watched. Sometimes I don't like to watch me on TV. With that said, I do recall getting with my boyfriend then um, and he's friends with them, you know? So I started getting closer to his family and, and him, um, his cousin's wife, I started getting really close with. So we were just hanging out and like one day she just was like, you know, you should be on this show. And I always thought, listen, like I should be on the show. I am this girl, you know, I've been around enough. Um, but I never attempted to try to cast, to be quite honest. I never knew how to really cast for these shows. And I wasn't one to like Google search stuff to find out. So it kind of just fell on my lap of, of interest. Like, oh, you should be on the show. She wound up reaching out to somebody about it. Like, and she didn't even reach out to her in reference, like with saying my name. She was just like, I have someone for you. And right away, the producer was like, who, Marissa? So it just kind of worked out and they were like, all right, let's set up a meeting. I met her, I think the next day and um, they kind of tested me out, threw me in a scene with Renee and Karen. And I kind of just, it was just natural, you know, and I just started filming the entire time. Wow. Did you know, so like before you filmed, like, did you know any of them? Like, I knew of them, no personal relations. And OZ knew some of them or was kind of... Yeah, so um, my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend was, grew up with all of them. They're all the same age. So who he went to school with, who he was babysat um, from, who whose father he worked for. So he was very much like a second family to um, a lot of them. Wow. I mean, it always just shocked me when the show was made. Cause like, okay, so we had like the housewives. I know you didn't, you know, watch a lot of reality TV, which you're probably better off because once you do, it's, you're going to be down a dark hole and you're never going to come out. But you know, like the Jersey housewives and like Teresa and her table flip, like this kind of like took it to the next level. I don't know. It was always shocking. Like, how does this show, I don't understand how this show got made because weren't, I mean, I know everyone had ties to the mob, but like, weren't a lot of people in the mob like, we don't want any of this out there? Yeah, exactly. It was, um, I'm not going to lie. My my parents actually cut me off for almost two years during that show. Really? I think my family had more of a reaction to me doing that show than the other girls and their family that have you know, been on because at the end of the day where I come from and they loyalty, just every, they, you know, I was born and raised a certain way and the lifestyle that, you know, the mob gangsters abide by is exactly, you know, where my family, how my family is and what they believe. And he was so my father, I mean, he's a man of little words, but when he speaks, he's got, a lot to say. And he was not happy with me at all. And um, it took some, you know, a lot of people close to me kind of turned on me for doing it, not realizing why I did the show. I wasn't here trying to speak other people's truths. I wasn't here trying to be something I don't want to be. Um, I knew why I did the show, you know, and I think I handled myself very well. I didn't 
like I said, it's, I didn't speak upon other people's behalfs, what they did. I mean, those girls, they need storylines. They did what they had to do. I, um, I just rode my wave, you know, it wasn't for me to speak upon anything and anything I did say was already on paper. And why, and why did you do the show? Like you say, you have your own reasons. Like what, like, what was it for you that what made you want to do the show? Well, I mean, realistically, it was just another thing to put on my resume. You know, I mean, I've been in this industry before the show came. So right. I was trying to tell tales of someone else's battle. It's really not right. Like- and it was, I mean, it was a high profile show by the time you joined, you know, it was everyone knew Mob Wives. And then your parents like being upset, you know, and kind of cutting you off for tears was that what it was more like because like loyalty, you know, like they didn't want you to like kind of put it out there or like, we don't want you to be associated with a show called mob wives. No, they just, I mean, I think they knew overall that I would never put anything out there, but the process of it or the thought of it, I mean, a lot of people do shun the show. People in this lifestyle shun the show. Um, and they were not happy. They weren't happy with, you know, what they thought others around us were going to say people close, you know, just, it just they had they had the right head on it. They just didn't understand. I knew how to act upon it. Right. Um, I think after the years, they realized, OK, she did what she had to do and she did it the right way. Right. And then like growing up, like around this like lifestyle, as you say, you know, like. You know, I guess it's the same, like, if you grow up, like, you're the parents, you know, you're the child of, like, Demi Moore and Bruce Willis. Like, you know, you realize, like, maybe my life's, you know, what I'm, it's it's your reality. So to you, it's not different. But, like, when did you realize maybe, like, this is not necessarily how everyone's growing up? You know, like, I just like being the child of someone famous. Like, did you realize early on, you know, like, maybe not not everyone? I mean, I guess I always knew... I guess I always knew where I came from was different, but I felt like everyone in the world kind of respected it and they were intrigued by it and they wanted to know more of it. So I knew it was different, but I didn't think it was different in a bad light. I mean, not until this day and age, I'm looking at it like, oh my God, you know, people outside of New York or the city part of New York rather are really different from attitude, thought process, the way they're built, how how tough their spine is or thick how, how thick their spine is you know i mean we're we're definitely um a different breed right totally and so i mean did like a lot of people like ask you questions you know like as you were growing up just like people you met like what is this all about or just like no like let's not even go there maybe people outside new york but i mean i wouldn't say nothing on the show i definitely didn't say it's just not my business you know think what you want and whatever leaks out and whoever wants to tell a tale, listen to them. You're not going to hear anything from me. Totally. And then, so when you started the show, you know, and you started filming, you know, I guess, what was your initial reaction to like these women, like having not met them before, you know, were you like, what Uh, is this? I'm really easy to get along with surprisingly and I'm personable. So you and I are going to vibe in the first five seconds of meeting or we're just not. And um, I'm a pretty good judge of character for the most part. And I do try to give everybody the same equal opportunity um, to to befriend and connect and, 
if you don't vibe, you just, you're going to know. But I, for the most part, I had a good time with everybody. You know, it, it, I sat down with them and it's like we knew each other forever. So who'd you kind of get taken in by at first? You know what I mean? Like who'd you feel the most like close to in the beginning? Like the first, uh, I don't know. Like I said, everyone got an equal opportunity with me. So the first two I actually sat down with was Karen and Renee. I think we vibed really well. Then we um, went straight to the Hamptons to shoot. So I was with everybody and Carla, Renee, um, and a couple of others actually that wound up not being on the show, but I was really with, I had a good time with all of them. In fact, when we were in the Hamptons, <laughs> we got along so well that production literally was putting me to the side and was like, this isn't working. You're getting along with them too much. Something's got to happen. Make something happen. So, and my thing is, is like, I don't fight for no reason. If I fight because I really don't like you. So in the beginning, I try to take the blonde one aside. Like, listen, they want... They want a shell. Let's give them a shell. I said, but at the end of the day, I want to be on the same page as you because if we're not, like, I ain't going to like you in the end, you know? If we want to play fight, let's play fight right now. But if I don't make me real fight with you because you're an enemy to me. Um, so I thought you understood what I was saying. But the argument had actually wound up being real on her end. So from that point on, she just kind of turned me off and I kind of, and that was it from them. So the blonde one being Brittany, who was also new. Yeah, that's season. your name. I forgot her name. That's why I said blonde one. I knew it was a B, whatever. I love how you don't even remember her name. I don't even care, to be quite honest. So <laughs> it, it was really production who was like, uh, we thought you were going to be feisty. Like, this is not working. You're all getting along and we got to do a show here. Well, I think that's the thing. Like, everyone loves that feisty side of me. They love that because they know I can get down, you know? But I don't show that side for me of me for no reason. Like, you really have to tweak me to show that side. Otherwise, I'm a really nice person. I don't want to bump heads with people all day long. My thing is, though, if you want to bump heads with me, we're going to bump heads. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, I think people just want to see that bitch side because I don't know what it does to them, but they like it of me. Um, but in due time, that will naturally come out. And it did. So Brittany, I mean, right. So Brittany kind of didn't understand what you were saying. And like for her, the fight was real. And so then when you guys got in a fight and you slapped her or punched her in the face, that was real. Uh, she got punched. She got punched. I don't slap. Um, yeah, she got. In fact, when when you heard the pop. That wasn't a dub from production. That was the real pop in her head. Wow. Person. Yeah. Wow. Uh, anyway, what were we saying? So, okay. So when you punched her in the face, that, that was all real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so in the beginning, yes. The argument was initially, I did pull it to the side like a woman and say, listen, this is how we should play it. Because at the end of the day, and I took a picture with her too at that moment. I was like, when the, when the show airs, I actually want to post it up and be like, oh, my lush. Apparently, she wasn't feeling it in her brain because she did feel some sort of way about me. So the second we got home, she was just popping her mouth off, you know, to the one person that she thought had her back. But it wasn't really like that. Um, so then I was like, oh, OK, this is real. We're done here, you know, and I just I couldn't. I couldn't. That, that was it for you. And then what about Drita? Drita... I had my own situations with Drita. I mean, I thought that not knowing her and knowing her persona, I thought her and I would have got along. Um, 
But then she was showing me things like, for instance, my, my man at the time got out of jail. We went out somewhere. He, he was like, listen, so-and-so is here. I'd like to introduce you to them. No problem. He goes to introduce me to them. And she, she, she didn't even acknowledge her supposed brother. She was just like, Psh. and I was like, Jamie, I got to go. And I left. And right there, she left such a sour taste in my mouth. I'm like, you know, while a lot of people say stuff, I'm like, she really showing me exactly what people say about her. You know, like Renee, like how like the girls, like it's a hundred percent. It's like, why wouldn't you put your hand out for your, for your brother's girl and shake her hand and say hello? You know, so it didn't make sense. That didn't sit well with me. It just so happened a year later, I wound up doing a show. Next thing you know, she's reaching out to my man's sister, who was her sister growing up practically after 20 years of not speaking. Now, all of a sudden I got, I got my supposed sister-in-law at the moment talking all this shit about this girl how much she hates her all the shit that they've been through you know how evil she is how much disrespect you know went on but the second she found out I was on the show and then she went out of her way to reach out to you in reference to it because you needed another ally all of a sudden they became friends and next thing you know I had animosity in my own household I'm like you people are like two-faced I don't trust none of you so that started getting sour in the house that's really i mean one of the reasons why i had to walk away from him right and yeah i mean off everywhere in this house yeah i mean it just seemed like the season you came in especially like everyone was kind of against drita i guess except for britney i mean it was all at the whole cast needed an ally you know the other one other girls like me were being like not biased you know they were friends with both of us and she just really wanted someone on her side and um to be fair i think if i never brought up that situation with Judah, we probably would have been cordial on the show but like i'm not fake so i remember how people act prior to things and i don't need to be friends for the sake of a show or anything you know it's either you were going to be we were going to be cool or not and i remember something you did that wasn't cool so there was no way i was going to fake pretend a friendship on show Right. Do you think like Drita was fake pretending? Like, do you think Drita and like Karen and Renee were being real? Or do you think by this point, like six season, they were kind of producing the show? Like, let's make a good show and, you know, be fake for the show. No, one thing I'll say is I don't believe like the arguments, the the fights, everything about that show for the most part was authentic. You know, whether one said something about the other to try and demean them or break them down or or throw dirt on their name could be, could not be true. Sometimes people just like to smear shit, (laughs) especially with what I went through. I mean, I came on scene all of a sudden I got daggers from every angle and I'm sitting here like, like, this is what you're saying to try and smear dirt on my name. Like, are you that pathetic? So in certain aspects like that, that's fake. But the argument, the bumping heads, the fighting, no, that shit was real. It was really real. probably why we're not on on um tv anymore (laughs) i mean that was the thing like you saw the security break up more fights on that show than any other show ever that i can remember oh no it was real i mean the cameras would go down and the fights would still be going you know i would have karen calling me on one end and carla call me on the other like did you hear this did that happen like it, it was it was stress it really brought me back to my younger years believe it or not like high school years like i totally like reformed myself after high school and i was like i am not gonna be this animal but 
realistically, Staten Island just breeds animals. <laughs> so when I got away from it all, I felt better. And then like, I did the show and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like we're back, like we're back at war. Like this is just me 10 years ago, but these women are still doing it. Did so, you get in, a, did you get in a lot of fights at high school? No, it was rare. It was a lot of petty stuff. People wanted to, to act upon, you know? So like a lot of behind closed doors or I'm going to beat this one up, like never really to my face. No one really wanted to step to me. So I never had a lot of quarrels. It was just always the, he said, she said shit behind doors, which pissed me off. So that I would always have to confront like, Oh, you tough. I'll show you who's tougher. Oh, you're a bitch. I'll show you who's a bigger bitch, you know? But, um, it was just like, just more this than anything. And I'm just more like this. Like, I don't want to yap with you. If you want to disrespect me, let's just handle it. Or, oh, uh, you know? That's a good attitude. And, like, right to your point, like, were you shocked, like, when you got on and you're like, wait a second? Because you were, you know, you and Brittany both were considerably younger than the other women. Were you like, oh, God, this is still going on? Like, for me, I mean, I can't say much for her. I'm not her. But for me, I was just like, wow, like. God did me a favor by getting my mind right because it wasn't the way to live. So when I did the show and I was thrown back in this, I actually knew how to handle it. And I handled myself, you know, really well, I think, for me, because you just don't know how I was when I was younger. You got to ask my mother. I don't know. Um, but I did become, after the show, I think it tainted me again <laughs> because I became an animal again and I hate myself for it. So I got to suppress it. How was Big Ange to you? Ange was cool. I mean, we got along, you know, every once in a blue, she had, a, you know, she did say, you know, try to question situations with um, Brittany, like on, on scene. And I'd just be like, are you just saying it to say it? Like, do you believe what you're saying right now? Are you trying to not be biased? Because you can clearly see who was wrong in a certain situation, who did what, who said what. So sometimes, like, I don't, sometimes, like, to, to be a medium when you know an answer to something, don't sit well with me. You know, like I'm not an enabler. If I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I like to learn from my mistakes. And if I love somebody and they're wrong, I'm not going to enable them. I'm going to tell you when you're wrong because I want you to be the best you can be. So, yeah, 99.9 percent. .9 Angela and I got along as she did with everyone else. But that one percent, that point one percent, I'm just like, Ange, why would you say that when you know Brittany did this? You know, why did you, why are you turning your cheek with that when you know that happened? Like, don't play that. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you, do you keep in touch with like anyone today from the show? Like, Renee? Here and there, like, you know, nothing crazy. Um, but, you know, I'll talk to them, maybe social media. I have spoken to Karen recently. Karen has a show out. So I'm very yeah. excited her and her show and um honestly i support any of them you know they, i hope they're all doing well and they all got you know everything going for them they got things lined up and god bless do you run into them like in staten island like is it that you know were you just like out at the market and there's you know renee no it's really random i mean i reside on staten island but i do a lot off staten island totally you know? yeah and we all don't live in the same neighborhood Right. I mean, Staten Island's a big place. Not that big. <laughs> right. It's not that big. Um, the St. George Theater is what I go to a lot in Staten Island. Have you yeah. ever been there? It's like it's like right near the sea. You take like that water taxi. It's a good you theater. By the courts? Yeah. It's like a good area. 
Um, well, then after the show, after Mob Wives, you went on to be on. So what was your very next? Was it Celebrity Big Brother or were you? It was Celebrity Big Brother. And how would you get involved with that? Um, my agent, um, my agent put me through. She said, you want to do the show? I said, yeah, it's something I want. And she set up a meeting and I wound up getting it. So I was, fucking, I love, love, love Big Brother. It is the best game in the entire world. You know, it's a, just like Mob Wives, I never watched a day of Big Brother. In fact, I never even thought to watch an episode before I even walked into that house. So I went in there just being me, not knowing what the public wanted, what I was supposed to be doing, how I was supposed to act. It was just like, I'm mean, you're either going to love me or not. Apparently, there's a nice on that show. Were you in, who were you in the house? Because it was the British version. I don't even know where to yeah, watch it here. It was the British version. Um, I loved my season. I we were, I was with a lot of reality stars, other reality stars, um, soap operas. Um, anybody we would know? Like, was it anybody from the U.S.? Yeah, there's a couple. So we had Chad. Uh, was it Chad Johnson? He did um, Bachelor. Okay. And we had Brandy Glantham. Really? Uh, she did Bush Do Housewives. Real, Real Housewives. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we had one more American who um, was like a, a big YouTuber. How was Brandy? Did you get along with her? Um, I mean, I didn't argue with the girl, but like, she's a, she's a strong personality. We we're not the same people. I could see that. She who made it farther in the house. Like, how far did you make it? Oh, I got I got chopped up real easy. I I got out quick. Um, it was kind of unfair on my uh for me. Basically, it was one of them got dubbed a task, and he failed the task. So the outcome of failing the task was picking somebody to go up for eviction. At that point, we just met each other. So he picked the one person he didn't know in the house, which happened to be me. But he will tell you to this day, that is not what he would have done if he had another day to choose, you know? Um, But everything happened for a reason, to be quite honest, because if I didn't... Oh, so anyway, they also thought I wasn't going to get evicted. I think everybody was certain I, I brought enough into that house that I wasn't getting evicted. But the thing is, is at the end of the show, it's not vote to evict, it's a vote to save. So I think everyone's rationale was because it was an, a vote to save, people in their minds already thought that I probably was saved. So they all tried to save the underdogs, but it actually pushed me out. So I wound up leaving. But like I said, if I didn't leave... I wouldn't have experienced Europe for 30 days. I wouldn't have gotten my next show, to be quite honest. So that's what you did after you left? You just kind of traveled throughout Europe? No, I actually I was supposed to travel, but I wound up staying local. So I stayed in London, but I did a lot of work in London. I did a lot of networking. I met people. I did interviews. Um, I did a lot of stuff, which for my benefit helped me um, prolong my career. And what came after that? Like, what was your next show? I actually, my next main show I actually did was Celebrity Big Brother. And we just did our season finale yesterday. It was on all of 2020. 
Wow. And who was in, who was in that? Was it, was anyone in that, that we would know? Uh, not, well, actually maybe some, because some of them have, um, crossed over to American reality. So the one person that I can name right now that I know for a fact that crossed over to American reality was Georgia. Um, but other than that, they're all really huge, successful reality stars in London. In London. So were they just like, didn't know what to make of you? Like, you know, you're from Staten Island. It's like a different background where they like, who is this? I don't know. I think everyone has the same reaction of me. I guess I give off this really strong, confident presence just by the look of me. And um, I think people like want to know me, put on that smile to know me, but inside are a little fearful. And then after a while, a couple of days go by and then they realize like, oh, she's kind of cool too. Then they start opening up to me and they're just like, you know, they'll tell me like a little intimidated or... I don't know if they're in awe with how I am, you know, but they all, they all seem to have the same type of reaction. So I don't know what I give off. Do I scare you? I mean, you don't scare me. I think it's, you know, I think you seem like tough. Like, I think, you know, you're definitely going to put someone in their place if they try to cross you. And that's not just because I saw you punch someone on TV. Um, <laughs> Cause I like that. That was then. And this is now, but, you know, I mean, I could see if you're in a house with, like, more refined British people, they might be like, what is this? I mean, I can kind of relate. Like, I, like, know Karen Gravana really well. And, like, I know a lot of, like, I, you know, I kind of know, I know a lot of Staten Island girls. So I'm used to, but I would think, like, if you went, you know, over there, they're probably like, what's going on here? I don't know. You'll be surprised. Like as far as refined goes, I would say I'm more refined than most people. You know, um, I mean like snooty, like British that they can be. at Not, top. especially the reality stars. They're so off the wall, goofy, like no shame. will spray their fanny to freshen it up, pick their nose and fart on TV. So I don't know about refinement. I really? think, uh, yeah, I think if anything, for the most part, people look at me in that manner. Like maybe I'm too refi- uh, refined or proper or prissy looking, you know, hence the name Prissy Marissi on Mob Wives until I punched her in her face. Um, so I think people have a different persona of me, but they don't realize like how cool I can be. But I'm kind of glad that people kind of take a se- like a, a second to like figure out how to um, approach me or act with me because, you know, I feel like they need to step up and, and be on their A game to like get to know me. Like, you know, like, like think twice if you're going to friend me, because I know what I bring to the table. You know, I'm actually a, like one of the best friends you'll have ever have. Probably one of the most loyal friends, probably one of the only friends that would never take your man out of principle or cheat or because like I'm confident. I know who I am. I love who I am. And I know I'm not second best. I don't want anything you have. I don't take scraps, you know, and I think, I think a lot of other people aren't like that. I think they smile in your face and I feel like you sleep with the enemy with a lot of people, you know, even when it comes to friends. And I feel like, you know, they'll all say hi to each other. But at the end of the day, it's because both of them don't feel inferior to one another, you know, and I think they both know like they can get over on each other. So I feel like I feel like people who don't. I feel like people who don't feel inferior to another person are more are 
it's easier for them to become friends than somebody else that they feel a little insecure with. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. But realistically, I'd be the friend that wouldn't like hurt you. But the next 10 that you friended would probably try and take your boyfriend. You're loyal. Yeah. I like that. Before we continue this conversation, I have to say this has certainly been quite a year. And if there's anything interfering with your happiness or achieving your goals, I cannot recommend BetterHelp enough. It is an online professional counseling service. And as a result of me turning to BetterHelp, I was able to take the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast and go from two to four episodes a week. And I even wrote a Behind the Velvet Rope book. So BetterHelp is great. It's a safe and private online environment. You don't have to leave your house go to a waiting room. It's quarantine friendly. Of course, everything is extremely confidential and you can basically start communicating with a professional in under 24 hours. And what I love about it is once you're assigned a counselor, you can reach out to this counselor anytime and they actually get back to you. And you can schedule your weekly phone or video session, no need to get glammed up if you prefer phone over video, at your convenience. Also, once you're assigned a counselor to help you, if you don't like who you're assigned, you can easily switch the person. So many people are turning to better help that they're actually looking for counselors in all 50 states. They're growing rapidly. And listen, don't take my word for it. Check out their testimonials posted daily on their website. They deal with a variety of issues, depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, anger, self-esteem. I cannot recommend BetterHelp enough. It's an online professional counseling service. And go to BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. And you get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash velvet rope, and you get 10% off your first month. They are there to help. I feel there's nothing wrong with admitting you need help, especially in these times. It is more affordable than traditional online counseling. They've really helped me see clarity, gain strength to continue doing this wonderful show for you all. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. How do you know? Now, how do you know our mutual friend that hooked you and I up? <laughs> how do I know him? Yeah. He actually was um, like a really big fan of mine watching the show. And I, I love like a real genuine person. You know, he's, I, so genuine. he's genuine. He's a real human. And he, um, I mean, I, I'll never forget everybody, even people on the show. They were just like, don't pay attention to him. He's this, he's that. And I make up my own mind from people. I don't care what anybody says. In fact, I think I was the sole reason why everyone kind of gave him a second chance and said, you know what? He really isn't that bad. Um, but I wound up befriending him because I loved his, his love and I loved his support and his loyalty to me. And no one, you know, no one made him do that. No one, no one made him stick up for me in the times where you know, no one had a voice and opinion. No one, you know, he, he, I cherish friendships, you know, yeah. I have friendships that I would consider family. Sometimes I think they're more family than family. Um, and he's one of the good ones, you know, he was always there for me and I'll never, I'll never shit on someone like that. 
I'm so the same way. Like, I am like, like, there are people that I am really good friends with that a gazillion people hate. I'm like, I'm just, I, I take it here. Like, if these are your beliefs or everyone hate, like, I, I just take you, like, I'll decide for myself. So I, I totally, I'm exactly the same way. You know what it is, too? It's like, you never judge a book by its cover. And I love that saying because I feel like people judge me for as long as I can remember. And I've had so many people come to me and literally apologize for judging me without knowing me because they said, I don't, you know, and I, that's why I firmly believe a lot of it is insecurity. I think a lot of it is a lot of women want to be something that they're not. So when they see something that they want to be, but they're really not it, whether they give the persona off of it or not internally, they don't feel it. They feel inferior to that woman and it bothers them. But then when people realize beyond looks or beyond my demeanor or beyond class or beyond the way I carry myself, I'm a pretty down to earth, normal, goofy person, you know? And I've had a lot of people apologize to me and not giving me a chance from the beginning, but realize that it was them and not me and that they're sorry because the second they met me, they realize how awesome I am. Do you think like a lot of people judge you, just judge you? Yeah, for sure. Like based on what? Like just because? I think uh, a lot of people, maybe with the way I look, for instance, a lot of people think, oh, she, you know, she looks like that. She's got to act a certain way. She's got to think a certain way. She, you know, and it's just like, no, complete opposite. The same way people, other people like the show, they want to depress me because Maybe, maybe I thought, oh, why, why would she be affiliated with the lifestyle? What does she know? What does she do? Honey, like I'm a woman of class, but don't get it twisted. I will beat you. And just because I'm capable and able of beating you doesn't mean I want to walk around like a gorilla all day telling you I'm going to beat you. I want to be me and I'll protect me when I have to, you know? Yeah, I, I, I get it. Do you think, did, did you feel that way when you started with the show that like, Karen or Renee were just kind of like, what's your involvement with the lifestyle? Like we're. No, not at all. Then they never questioned me. They, 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 we just melted together as one, like from the beginning. In fact, I told Karen because Karen was actually there for the meeting before I started filming and she still shook my hand. I said, and I respect Karen. Like I really like Karen. Me too. I fucking love Karen. I I love her. I think, you know, that would have been my girl if we grew up like, you know, like high school, like I, she's, she's genuine and, and she's got a good heart. And I even said it to her. I said, even in the beginning, I, I saw the look on your face because she's skeptical. She's been through a lot in life, but mm-hmm. Karen's like me, whether you're skeptical about someone or not, you still give someone a chance. And that's exactly what Karen does and did. And even I told her, I said, what do you think? I didn't feel your vibe the first second I met you when I had that meeting. I said, but the difference is, is you still put your hand out and you still shook my hand. And I said, I respect someone like that. I said, because that's me. I couldn't say the same for Drita. Drita didn't do that when she met me. Karen did, you know? So right away, I already knew who I was vibing with. Yeah, and like, talk about like judging a book by its cover. Like, Karen is like the nicest, sweetest person. It's soft-spoken, like, well, I mean, like, just really calm and nice. Yeah, no, Karen's sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And you know what? Let me tell you, like out of all of them, I will say, I feel like she's 
she backs me up more than all of them. She supports me. I've never had to ask that girl to post something up in reference to what I was doing. I would just see it up. And that means a lot to me. Like I see everything. I see the people who called me when they needed me when the show was going on. I see the people who reached out when they wanted info or they wanted to, to vent. You know, I see the people who are lacking the likes and comments right now because the show isn't going on. But where's your support and love for me? But you know what? If my eyes was running... Would you be calling me? Like, don't call me or utilize me or use me for the benefit. You know, be real with me. And I'm going to be real with you because I'm going to treat you the way you treat me. And like I said, with Karen, I never had to ask that girl to do me one. She just was a good friend, a good supporter. And I, I, had, the, I had the same amount of respect for her. I would do the same for her. What about Renee? Was she like as supportive? Renee, yeah, I, Renee's supportive to a degree, but she's not, she's, she's not like Karen, you know, Renee can get in her moods. You <laughs> felt the bit. most, oh. you felt the most support from Karen. Yeah, for sure. And right now at this day and age, this moment, this very second, I can say that Karen supports me way more than all of them. That's good to know. And like, did you find that too? Like when you were on the show, right? Like all your likes were coming, people were DMing you, all of a sudden people were texting you, wanting to be your best friend. I, what do you mean? Like, where are they when, now? Like, mob, yeah, like when Mob Wives was oh, on. Oh, I mean, Mob was crazy. So when it was on, I mean, literally, I would get back-to-back calls all day long because, like I said, when filming wasn't, when the cameras went down, we still weren't done. The drama was still going, the conversations were still going, that this happened, she said, he said, shit happened. It was just, it was, it was too much. Right now, I mean, there's nothing to really gossip about, you know, but um, so I speak to them really once in a while. And now that this whole quarantine thing is really going on, you know, I think we're all just in our own world. But like I said, the only person I've really touched base with here and there nonchalantly is Karen. What do you think is like the biggest misconception about like the lifestyle, like just from like the general population? Like, what do you think is the biggest thing they have wrong? Do they have anything wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's that's why I'm asking you. Maybe not, right? Oh, uh, I mean, listen, I, I feel like at this point, you know, because now we're in a different age, um, a lot of people are being way more boisterous than they should be about the lifestyle, especially the ones that I guess you could dub brats at this point. Um No, what you think is probably it. Interesting. I mean, I think that's why the show did so well, because I think people are intrigued by like what they just don't know. You know what I mean? It's like it's so foreign to a lot of people that it's interesting to watch. Does that make sense? It is. I mean, yeah. It's like watching, you know, an action flick, but real life. Yeah. And then there's a lot of other things, you know, like that go on that weren't shown that I think just intrigue people. Yeah, for sure. They're kind of, the only thing I don't like, though, is they're really kind of making a mockery of the lifestyle now, especially the ones that are just openly talking about everything. It's just like, where did 
Like what happened to life? What happened to that code? What happened to Omerta? What happened to respect? What happened to loyalty? What happened to being there for the family that you dedicated your life to and vice versa? What happened to keeping your mouth shut? What happened to being a real man? You know, it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's, it really is dead now. So you think now it's just what, like people rat each other out way too quickly and just talk. I think it's a joke now. I just feel like people that don't deserve, people that don't deserve the privilege get privileged for the sake of many reasons um, without earning it. Um, And I feel people, and because of that, people don't respect the nature of the beast. They don't respect how to act, what to do. They don't respect loyalty. They don't respect keeping their mouth shut. They don't respect nothing. It's all about, it's like everybody wants the stamp, but they don't want to earn the stamp and they don't want to abide by it. It's just a joke now. It's like, I look at these people and I'm like, I think I, as a woman, have way more honor than you do as a man. Right, and that was the common theme that we saw throughout that whole show for all six seasons, just you know, honor and loyalty and like people that talk too much. Yeah. And you think it's gotten even worse since the show's gone off the air just in 2020. Yeah. Just in life in general, not just the girls, just right. General life. Really just a lot of yap is out there. <laughs> I could see that. What are you up to now? Like before quarantine, like what were you up to? Like what's next for, you know what I mean? Like what projects are you working on next? Like what do you want to get into next? I mean, I know, you know, I know I did the reality stuff, but I always wanted to be a part of like a movie or a series. Um, probably why I pushed my career and reality more towards um, overseas. Cause I felt like there was still a world there was still a side of me out here that I wanted to, um, to, um, what's the word? Just wanted to step in. And I felt like if I did a lot of reality, I would be known as that. So with that said, I actually do have a couple of things out here. One really big baby that I'm happy about that, um, fingers crossed. I am, I think we're going to get really good news on it and, uh, I might transition. That would be great. What about X on the Beach? How'd you get involved with that? Speaking of reality in the United States. Okay, so that was another casting that came my way. Um, In fact, the first casting was for X on the Beach in America. And the thought of it and putting my real life out there kind of gave me Anjana. So I told him, I was like, no, 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 I can't do this casting. I can't do this audition, whatever you want to call it. And um, they kept asking me for like two weeks, three weeks. And I was like, I'm not doing it. And I said to myself, something, I'm just not going to do it. I don't want to entertain it. I don't want to talk to the people. I don't want to do it. Because like I said, the thought of bringing the ex-boyfriends that I have out here on that show, because people out here are very vicious. They want to disrespect you. They want to throw dirt on your name. They want to gain notoriety off your celebrity while defacing you. I didn't want to be involved in any of that. You know, I just I like to get paid. Just wanted to work. I don't blame um, you. I was like, I'm not doing it. And then all of a sudden, he's like, Listen, I have another one for you. But it's actually celebrity acts on the beach. But it's overseas. 
no problem. I, I was actually skeptical too. I was in Atlanta actually filming a pilot for something. So I was like, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. This is the third time I'm being asked. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take the call. I'm gonna entertain it and see where it goes. The second I got off that call, they hit up my manager that they love me and want me. So I'm like, okay, now I got the damn show. It's overseas. I weighed out my pros and cons of the situation. So I got to do it. It'd be stupid not to do it. You know, why would I not take that money? Why would I not take that opportunity? Why would I not, you know, put my face out there again? Yeah. Do it, Marissa. Just do it. It's just another payday. So I did it. And I wound up leaving. uh, I wound up leaving 30 days later, not even. Wow. So like if you walk down the street and like the UK, like do you get recognized just because you've done so much reality TV over there? Um, you know what? Big Brother was super huge. I did get noticed a lot when I was walking the streets of Big Brother um, during Big Brother airing. And um, yeah, I, people do know me out there from the shows for sure. They were on really huge stations yeah. in Channel 4 and MTV, you know. Not going to lie, though. I thought Celebrity X on the Beach was going to hit way bigger than it did while, you know, this entire year it was airing. Um, not with the MTV out there. It's not like MTV out here. I think um, their younger generation, they're so fixated on the internet and Hulu and Amazon and, you know, all those other outlets that a lot of people aren't really resorting to normal stations anymore. So I didn't find out till probably episode three or four because I'm like, I hit up my manager, like, what's going on? Why why are the numbers not as big as I thought? And he's just like, MTV out there is just a little different from the States. I'm like, oh, now you told me. Maybe I should have did the one in the States then, you know? But it was fun. And that's when the reason why I really like working overseas is because, like, it, they're different. They're about positivity and love, and they don't want to deface you. I mean, I could have filmed something that totally could have made me look like an animal, and they literally didn't put me in the show to look like one they 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 edited it so beautifully and i think it's really because of of the bullying that's been going on and um a lot of suicides and stuff have been going on especially with celebs out there and reality and i think it's just too much for people so i don't think you know portraying stuff in a toxic way a negative light is not really really not really the best for someone like me let alone for these millions of people that are watching you, criticizing you, trying to hurt you, comment you, destroy you, bring you down. And I think they, they wanted to steer away, steer away from that. So I think that's why I appreciate working out there. They try to bring the best out of you. Even though I'm not going to lie, they definitely waited for my one-liners and had to put me out to be like the biggest bitch on that show. So I was like, but it still was aired and done better than I think they would have made me look out here. Here, reality TV is just all about the drama. Yeah, exactly. But like yeah. bad drama out there, it's like, oh, we love you. So it's like it's a different experience. And honestly, I love, I love, uh, I love traveling. You know, maybe something new will come in. You know, overseas. But that's great that you have scripted stuff you're waiting for here. So that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with this. I think this is going to be it. What are you going to do the rest of quarantine? Just keep redoing your house, staying in with your son. Yeah, basically my house is going to become like 
Florida for me because where else am I going? Like I said, even when they open the doors, I'm still skeptical on jumping on a plane as much as I want to. That's good. I think that's a good attitude to have, you know. Anything else you want to leave us with before we go? Like, I feel like, do we not cover? I like to always give people a chance to, like, you know, Uh, like, what do you think we don't know about you? Like, tell us what you want before we leave. I don't know. I feel like I'm an open book at this point. So there's nothing else unless you want to ask me. I feel like we covered a lot of it. I mean, I know you've done a lot of reality TV. That's great to hear that you have things in the works. I mean, obviously, I wanted to hear about Mob Wives. I mean... Do most people that like want to engage with you, like about your career as mob wives, the first thing they usually go to, or it really just depends? It depends. I mean, I so okay. I was made into a comic book character. I actually have my own comic book. Really? Yeah, it's called Destiny Queen of Thieves. Um, who, who did this? Um, it was like independent. But That's amazing. I, yeah, but. I, so I got involved with like New York Comic Con and all those cons and Wizard Worlds for years before they even got huge. I was I've like, like gone to a million of those. I've I know it was such a culture shock for me. You know, it's so different. So, but I started doing signings as a model and as the persona of Destiny, um, and I sold my comic book. So I always did these signings. I always interacted with people. So people who know me have really been following me and you know, throughout this entire time from just like little Marissa to a little bit bigger Marissa, you know, so they'll ask me about everything, you know, whether how your show is going, how the comic book's going. And then, the, you know, a lot of, I, you know, what's funny, like I have a lot of fans from Mob Wives, but major, it's like if I was in New York Comic Con, you know how many kids would come up to me, boys, like younger or my age, maybe we'll let me be like, my mother loves you. And I think it's so cute. <laughs> And that's from Mob Wives? That's from Mob Wives, yeah. That's so funny. Ah, it is cute. Well, yeah, like comic book fans are like rabid. They really are rabid, you know. And like, they're loyal, you know. They're, 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 they're great. They're so nice, supportive. Well, I think Mob Wives is one of the best reality TV shows that has ever existed. I truly feel that way. I, I, I thought that way when it was on. I just thought it was great. It was good, you know? I mean, I kind of wish people weren't so vicious of trying to always undermine somebody else. But other than that, you know, it would be great. I would love, and not for nothing, I wouldn't mind doing one more season of it. I would love for all of us to be on the season. I think that would be great. So many personalities, God knows what will happen. But I think if they ever came back, one more season of every one of us from the six seasons to come on, I think it would be a good finale. And who knows, like with all these shows coming back and, you know, Karen's show is now on. So like it kind of could, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. You never know. You know, stranger things have happened. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're very busy. I'll definitely text you later. We'll talk. I'll keep you posted on everything. I'm really glad you took the time. Likewise. So you've been awesome. Where, where can we find you on social media so everyone can follow you? Uh, the social media handles are Miss Marissa Jade, M-S-M-A-R-I-S-S-A, Jade. Um, oh, and I also forgot to tell you guys. So I'm literally launching my swimwear line tomorrow. Oh, and, my God. Yeah, IG handle is Jade Lux. So underscore 
Jade Lux, J-A-D-E-L-U-X-E. My line is amazing. This one is gorgeous. I literally own every single one of them that I'm selling. And uh, honestly, the girls are, they're going to be more than pleasantly surprised. They're, they're amazing. And I've I've seen like a lot. I mean, I've seen you in some of your pieces on your Instagram. I mean, I am a gay man, so I'm not hitting on you, but you did look very good and all. I mean, you know, you are a good model for your brands. Thank you. So everyone, yes, that's amazing about your your swimwear. So where can we find that again? Just one more time. So Jade, it's underscore Jade Lux for the IG handle, um, but jadelux.com. So be on the lookout. It'll be launched tomorrow. Probably not the best time, but I honestly tried to launch this or attempted to launch this two months ago. And it just so happened, COVID came in the process. It forced me to sit back and see what was going on. Um, I had a lot of feedback from people saying I shouldn't be launching it. Wait, wait, wait. But I mean, how much longer can I wait at this point? We're approaching summer. I've been shopping the entire two months. Like it's nobody's business. I'm pretty sure other people want swimwear. Plus I've been getting a lot of messages from people stating that when is the site going to be open? They want to buy. So I'm listening to all of you and we'll be launching tomorrow. That's amazing. Everyone check it out and you'll come back on and I'll text you and you're amazing. And I really appreciate this. hundred percent. Thank you. Love you much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.